0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Muckrake Podcast. I'm Nick Houselman. And this is an announcement to let you know that we are going to be doing a new series called The Weekender over on Patreon that will appear every Friday. And this is a little sneak preview so you can get a handle on what it's like and why you'd want to go over there and join the Patreon and be part of that community, which has been incredible and amazing with a lot of people there and a lot of great conversations. So uh, here it is. Check it out. And uh, feel free to check out the actual Patreon as well at patreon.com
1: slash MuckRake Podcast. Hey everybody. Welcome to the Muckrake Podcast. This is the patron exclusive weekender edition. Although some of our listeners listen to this as well, get in on the action over at patreon.com slash muckrake podcast and support the podcast. We uh we depend on your support and we appreciate your support. Uh, we're going to get started here in a second with me and Nick Halseman, uh, just a quick reminder that we are taking next week off. I'm taking a vow of silence. I'm going to go recharge myself in the meantime. However, we have a hoot and a nanny of a show today, uh, because the weekenders are feel good show, Nick. And today we are going to talk about, let me check my notes, race, race war. Can can I just say that I I resent
0: that I think it's my fault that we've connected the word hootenanny to racism because and I just want you (laughs) to know, I have friends who are professional musicians. I play the guitar. I will have a party where people come over and we have a hootenanny and we play and we sing. and It's amazing. It's an important word for me. And I just lament that somehow I really do feel like we've kind of branded it to this white supremacy thing.
1: Well, I mean, it, it doesn't help also that the, the reason that we need to have this conversation is because a uh, friend of the show, Tucker Carlson, uh, on his Fox Nation show, which um, I guess it's called Tucker Carlson Today, which I'll pass. I'll pass on Tucker
0: Carlson Can it be tomorrow? <laughs> Yesterday? Uh,
1: the reason why we're calling it a hootenanny, Nick, is because uh, – have you had a chance to watch any of the clips from this show? I have. I it's had, incredible. I had the
0: log cabin feel, and um, you know, I don't know what what do you think they're going with going for, for that with
1: that? Well, it's okay. So for people and, and, and a reminder, we're getting ready to talk about some like really awful shit. Like, like it obviously it's Tucker Carlson, but let's just go ahead and set the scene for our listeners. It's wood paneled. Um there's like rustic sort of uh uh decorations. Tucker. And by the way, just to point out, it's we're in June and it's hot as hell. And Tucker's wearing like flannels, like tucked into like LL Bean cords. And it's it's it I guess it's supposed to feel like you're down home with Tucker Carlson.
0: Yeah, it's relax. We're going to talk. Hey, well, you can't be uptight <laughs> when you're talking about racism. You got to be relaxed and your clothes have to fit comfortably. Right. Like, I, I don't know.
1: Man. So I have to tell you when I heard about this, so um Tucker Carlson was uh Tucker Carlson (laughs) brought in a guy named Charles Murray. And some of you may have heard of Charles Murray before. Uh Charles Murray is a racist pseudo-scientist of of the highest regard. And by that I mean the lowest regard. And when I heard that Charles Murray showed up on the Tucker Carlson show, um, I, I basically I called out to my secretary. I said, please clear all of my calls. I want to spend some time with this as a chronicler and a researcher of the far right and growing fascism. This is one of those moments where you got to, you know, you kind of pop your neck a little bit. You make yourself comfortable. You pour yourself a a cup of coffee. Uh, For those who have not come across Charles Murray in the past, congratulations. Uh, He uh, he was the guy who wrote The Bell Curve. Which um, basically an entire generation of wealthy white men read and then talked to each other uh, at, at their country club. Um, do you want to do you want to fill the people in a little bit on what the bell curve was about? I
0: mean, the basic idea is that if you could picture a bell curve, that the higher IQ people will naturally do a lot better. The, mm. and where we get into the, the horribleness of this is that he he posits that you know the white people in this country are the ones who have a higher IQ.
1: Well there's two. No, because he's not racist, Nick. There's two. There are the white people and the Asians.
0: Oh right. The, <laughs> you can't you
1: can't throw out the Asians. That's right. there. and the Asians might be smarter than the white people. Jared, that might just they be that They love talking about that. They love, and by the way, it helps that they're looking for a second Cold War. Uh, so Charles Murray is, uh, and, and by the way, before we even begin with any conversation about anything, we need to point out that IQ, the IQ test, is a completely prejudiced test. And it doesn't really show much of anything besides like a white cultural understanding. But, you know, Charles Murray was on the Tucker Carlson show. He, he stopped by the old cabin uh, to talk about his new book called Facing Reality, Two Truths About Race in America, which how could you not love a title like that, Nick? I mean, really? Uh, and, and I'm just going to read a quick description of the book. The charges of white privilege and systemic racism that are tearing the country apart float free of reality. Two known facts long since documented documented beyond reasonable doubt need to be brought out into the open and incorporated into the way we think about public policy. American whites, which, by the way, how great is that? American whites. American whites. Yeah. How about that? How's that? How's that strike you before we even go forward?
0: I mean, listen, the guy also used you know, the term blacks uh, you <laughs> know, in his, his discussion with Tucker. So it's um, – <laughs> It's a great tipping off point. It's just like a signal. It's like it's nice to know where we where we stand.
1: It's great. American whites, blacks, Hispanics and Asians have different violent crime rates and different means and distributions of cognitive ability. The allegations of racism in policing, college admissions, segregation in housing and hiring and promotions in the workplace ignore the ways in which the problems that prompt the allegations of systemic racism are driven by these two realities how could you not snatch that off the shelf it's the feel-good title of the summer (laughs)
0: right it's the beach reading
1: (laughs) the beach reading so here's the thing charles murray slithered into tucker carlson's cabin and you know and again i was sitting there with my coffee i was like i and it did not disappoint nick because charles murray charles murray gets on the set and They're just a couple of just just a couple of wanderers. They just have questions. Right. And the whole point here is that Charles Murray says, number one, there is no such thing as systemic racism. And number two, crime rates for black people are just through the roof. We don't know why. We're just having a conversation. We don't know why. And he says multiple times it has nothing to do with poverty. It has nothing to do with systemic racism. Nick, what does that leave? Why in Charles Murray and Tucker Carlson's brain would they have higher crime rates? Why?
0: Because because he thinks it's
1: simply because they are black. It's inherent. It is their natural state is to be violent and criminal. Yes.
0: And then can I just point this out? Because he kind of wanted to hammer this, this at home where, you know, he'll even say he's sympathetic to the question that liberals will bring up immediately, which is, well, how can we fix this? Which is a reasonable question to have. And you can't really do that until you get all the information, which he thinks he has. So what he wants the question to really be, what do we do right now? So, like, yep. in his mind, in this moment, this black person just committed the crime. We must incarcerate them because right now we have to make sure that nobody else will do that kind of a crime. And the only way we can do that is to put the fear of prison into them, I suppose. it's you know I don't think he's gotten that far, by the way.
1: I know he's written well, a, Nick, written a he's bunch of the, books, but I don't think Nick, he's actually he's thought spirit. about it. Nick, he's very afraid that the black men are coming for the white women. I mean, like, that's obviously one of the concerns because they can't be controlled, right? And, and and what we're talking about here is a very, very old, primal type of white supremacy, right? Which is the idea that black people need to be saved from themselves and the culture needs to be saved from black people. Also, by the way, while we're on a roll, let's point out the fact that race is a social construction. It has nothing to do with actual biology. And and, and, and this is fun. I've been reading about this in my research. You know what the old white supremacy used to be, Nick? It was an argument about whether or not white people and black people came from the same family, whether or not they had a common ancestor or if they were two separate races, which, by the way, is very convenient if you think that way, right? Because then you have one that scores higher on these tests and therefore should have the jobs and not be harassed by police. And then you have another group of people that are just basically from a primate family. Right. right? I mean, that's what this is.
0: Right. And by the way, it, it's, I don't think it's just sort of like the the, the violence and the savage, you know, Im- Im- imagery. I, I What I got most from him is that he just thinks they're stupid. Right. He just thinks that minorities are stupid. And what makes it so ridiculous is that you could just if you wanted to compare white people and, and people of any other color. Um, you, you, everyone's got dumb people <laughs> in these groups, right? There's no, there's no through line to any any particular person being stupider than the other, but by by virtue of the color of their skin, I mean that's what's ridiculous. You you could line up everybody in the entire world in a, on a, in a race, you know, and have them run, and you'll have the exact amount of the same people percentage wise finish at the same times. So, like there isn't going to necessarily be any kind of uh, uh, inherent notion. I I believe that at least. Uh, of like somebody is faster, somebody is stronger, somebody is smarter. This is all. I mean, and maybe it's my liberal pinko commie bastard to me, but I it, to me it's more, much more about the uh, the the, the uh, what's the word? The um, influence of how they're raised. No, the culture. No, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, n- nature versus nurture? Nurture. Yeah. Nurture. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, that it's the setting that we put people in that can then allow them to excel versus what they look like.
1: Well, and also it doesn't help that every institution within the United States of America from the very founding of America and even before America is in place and tune to hold down the threat of black people. That has been from the very beginning, from the moment. And by the way, I'm gonna trigger I'm gonna trigger our right wing listeners. Uh-oh. When the first slaves arrived in America in 1619, I'm sorry, I know we just got canceled. We, uh, we probably just got our public funding taken away. You to say
0: 1619.
1: <laughs> 1619, <laughs> right. So like from the very beginning that slaves were brought to this country in order to be exploited for their labor. And were worked to death and beaten and raped and bred into servitude. From that very moment, every institution in this country has its roots in trying to hold back what Charles Murray is now talking about, which is a white supremacist view that people of color are instantaneously threats. They are all potential violence at all given moment, and there's something within them. And by the way, you want to take it back even further? They believe they came from the curse of Ham, from Noah. They believe that they are an accursed race that is not the same. In some cases, by the way, the ones who actually agreed that black people came from the same source as white people believe that they had degenerated because of their climates, right? They had gone, they were in a warmer climate, so they had degenerated into savages and barbarians. This is what this is. Charles Murray, I'm telling you the truth, Nick. If he would have brought out skulls And like held them up to the Fox Nation camera and and pointed out bumps. I would not have been shocked. But the important point here – and none of this is surprising about Charles Murray. We've all known that he is a racist pseudoscientist for forever, right? Um, It's not a surprise that Tucker Carlson is doing this. But what it does do is it gives us an incredible mindset into what Tucker thinks is important and what Tucker sees as the truth. And and meanwhile as he's sitting there looking like a dog who has never looked at a TV before meow. <laughs> oh, we're just asking questions. Nobody said the N-word here. Nobody said any slurs. We're just having a, a real conversation here. What is happening is they are feeding the fantasies of every white supremacist, not just in this nation, but around the world. That's what's yeah. happening.
0: And even if you are not white supremacists, you might just be kind of a little curious.
1: You might just Maybe be a little bit curious.
0: And And uh, you can get sucked in really quickly to that line of thinking, which, again, it, which the irony is that to them – This line of thinking helps them transcend race. Right, like this is what they think gets them beyond being a racist, because we're already we've we accepted these truths, and so now we're we're like already in a different world where the does you know race doesn't really matter because we put everybody in what place they need to be. In. Like that's I think what they're going for. Uh, I, can I read you a quote that I grabbed from this guy while in the middle of this oh, the show? Oh man, we got we got a ton of stuff we got to take from this for All sure. Because right, here's one I thought was interesting. <laughs> he said entry into certain kinds of occupations is limited because the cognitive demands of those occupations occupations. occupations mean that a whole
1: cognitive demands
0: oh yeah the cognitive demands of those occupations mean that a whole lot of more white people qualify than black people Mm -hmm. and even a higher proportion of asian people qualify than white people Mm -hmm. so here's my question have you've applied for a job before right
1: no, I'm an academic. I was handed it by George Soros the moment I got out of graduate I school. I never, I never once had to apply for a job or work a day in my life. So,
0: well, no. have you ever heard of anybody who's who's you know? For I've
1: heard rumors at the Antifa rally of uh, people having to apply for jobs, but we laugh. I mean, it, but it's a real de- <laughs> <laughs> Right.
0: Well, because well, here's the question we have to pose: is like I've never. Had to had to do an IQ test to apply for a job. Uh, no one's ever asked me to take one to, for a job, so I'm not. It's not clear to me what the cognitive demand uh, ratio is and how they are able to ascertain that necessarily from a job interview, uh, in, in the way that he is quantifying this. I it's it's news to me.
1: Well, that's weird nick because uh I, I have to assume what murray is saying here is the moment you walk in the door and the person hiring you sees you they would be able to instantly via an optic pat down they would be able to think immediately of what your cognitive abilities were because of the color of your skin but that's not racist that's just science That's just science. That's based on empiricism and all these different ideas. And you've been listening to a free preview of our patreon exclusive weekender show if you want to get in on all the fun and get that bonus episode every week not to mention exclusive content uh live hangouts question and answer sessions we're even going to do some of these lives so you can come and watch how the sausage is made all you have to do is go over to patreon.com slash podcast on top of that you get to hang out with the muckrake community which are uh Really good group of people. So you should do that. That is patreon.com slash podcast. We'll see everybody next week.